By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are in detention. We are more than a band. Are you ready? For episode 45 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, Yo where, where the, the captions at? Yo, <clears throat> yo, uh, yo, 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 mm, ah. where are the captions at? Where are the captions at? Mm-mm, where are they? I don't know. They're done they at us. Where they at, yo? Them caption Spanish word intro there. Yep, guys, you already know what it is. We back. And I'm yours truly, Kels for show, aka the muddiest um, slider. Joining me today, always is my bro host. You know who it is, Roscoe Tinkoya, aka Mr. Lemonade Mouth himself. And always with us is our main man, our our drummer. With a D, because that rhymes, because he has a D, and he's a drummer. The boy, Daniel, Riggity, Riggity, Row, 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 Rojas, a.k.a. Choka, Choka. Are you at the other a.k.a. Choppa, Choppa. So how, how's everybody doing today? What's the vibes like? Ooh, well, the vibes were cool until you've been a butt earlier than five minutes ago. Yeah, I was no, not just... a butt. I was asking a simple question. And that is what it is. But, um, they've been awesome. I mean, I got an amethyst stone over the weekend, for those that don't know. My birthday's in February. Guess what the birthstone is for February, kids? Amethyst. Yay, yay. So, you know, guess what the what color is? Purple. Yay, yay. No, Donatello is not my favorite turtle because I go with the one that follows my spirit of the of being an Aquarius, Mikey. We know these in these streets. Um, but yeah, shit like that. And you, Daniel? Oh yeah, and also I. Uh, Wait, how you gonna ask him a question and then not let him answer the I question? I know because I want to. No, know. you do know, so you know you're being an ass, Daniel. Somewhat, how but I'm sorry. Doing? I have to. I have to interlude interrupt That's not because what of the fact is. of uh, I I have to apologize to my D and D group that is probably listening to this podcast for fucking up uh, and telling uh, a evil villain that we may or may not know that's an evil villain that we have an airship. Word, but also but you, you could do, you could do that through a text message as well. <laughs> well, guess what? You have an Apple Watch and an Apple phone, a, a fucking laptop. You have very multiple sources of communication. Well, with these individuals. I'm just saying. They looked at me yesterday like, yo, why didn't you tell them? Why'd you tell them that? But I'm just like, man, y'all was talking too much. I ain't, that, there was too much communication. Wait, you trying to say there was too much talking in D&D when all you do is talk? Well, they can't, they, <laughs> they talked so much that it blended in that I did not know that we landed the airship a mile away and then rode on the dock. I just thought Sounds we just, like you should have been paying attention. Man. Exactly. There's, there's two people in the group that's just like, yo, they wander off in conversation and just veer off. They need to study up and nut up, and we need to focus. But we're just like, God damn it! We if we say something, they're gonna probably stir off more. So we just sit there and let them stir off, and and then tell them to get back. And what we about to get back into is yo, what's popping? That's how we start off Ooh, every poppin', episode poppin'. of this podcast. So Ross, what's been popping off in wrestling for the last week? Uh. Well, actually, before we even start to record on this beautiful Monday, McMahon made another good quick billion this year by selling the United States rights of streaming of the WWE Network to NBC Universal. So, yes, y'all, starting March 18th, a.k.a. the pay-per-view date of Fastlane, WWE Network will be shutting down and will be actually integrated into the Peacock app. So, if you sign up for Peacock, you get all the pay-per-view events. Now, here's the thing that makes it even more special. No, I'm just asking, is that happening? Go well, you if you if, not, if you yes pay no. into if you pay in because the Peacock app is free regardless. Yeah. You have to pay into the $5 or the $10 app. 
and then you'll get the WWE Network. No, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, if you pay for it, you will get all you that get that's all, all you get all the yeah. WWE Network content. But here's the even more crazy part because you know you already got my Peacock information. No, I get about to get Peacock because it's free. So they so, no, but I, I, I wait, 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 wait. Here's the free. No, no, no. I have a question. Let me answer my question, please. Thank you, sir. If I sign up for the free Peacock. Do I get access to the original content? No, that's you get I, no content. No, no, that's all I need to know. That's all but I need to know. But once you get my, no, 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 it's not no, mine. I'm gonna this, get my own. No, here, why, why pay five dollars for Peacock when I automatically get it free via be, be, the Xfinity app? I get the free, I get the five dollars version for free because Xfinity is owned by Peacock. Peacock, literally, Peacock gives you the five dollar, which is technically. The ad version for no yeah, no that, added but cost. But to answer your question, the right the reason why I will pay for it because I want to pay for it because I can pay for it. Same way I pay for it to look at bitches titties on OnlyFans, know, and man. also I have multiple people that also are going to benefit from my access to it. No, guess thank what? you for the offering peacock, me the free. I, we know the what? same people that do the same. I work joint. for a I can give. A, I can give that's that my, that's, that's communist kills. That's Republican kills. I know kills. you're communist. Like, yo, well, guess what? Sarah Palin, my bottom bitch. We, I work. We've been circling this shit around work, like that, baby, for years, baby. So I can pay get back this, into the American get this, pocket. Get this peacock since I still pat since we out here wasting $300 for Xfinity for the good packages. Well, first off, nobody should be wasting $300 on anything. But the second of all, now I get to watch my boy Zach Morris be the greatest governor of California Actually, as I he think, can be. And I think anyway, I already signed your peacock on my on your Xbox anyway with my information. So yeah, that's just so you. So regardless, you ain't even got to pay for it anyway. It's already on your Xbox. Yeah, well, I'm saying like I'm about to get that shit if it's only five, and I can get all the wrestling XYZs and all the oh, and on top of that, content that's coming through that way. As well. And on top of that, WWE is every year because of the fact that it's a five year contract is supposed to drop an exclusive documentary for the NBC app as as well. And also, NBC is going to, because since you never mess with the uh, Peacock app, they have a live channel where certain shit, like, literally, they have a live office channel where they just drop the best office clips throughout the whole time. Not episodes, but clips. So, WWE... I don't even have to sit down through all the office. I can sit down and watch the best clips. They're most hilarious moments. But all the black people, and, and the thing <laughs> is, like they're gonna they're gonna do a live channel like how G Four is getting their live channel. Is G Four through Peacock? Or yeah, G Four is gonna be through Peacock. Is gonna so have Xavier Woods is gonna be. It's gonna be, see, be that's a li- another reason why it's, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna. But thing is, G Four is through the free version. You don't yeah. have to pay for that version to for when G Four drops because like the free the live channel version is through. I just need to know they bring back Layla Kaylee. That's all I need to know. From um, G4. yeah, they have a that whole move. But um, British yeah, snack. they're dropping. But with the live channel section for WWE on the free joint, they're gonna have WrestleMania. So, word. So, what else is going on in the wrestling world besides that? Um, other with uh, Impact and the uh, AEW contract, the private party are now number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team Championships. Word. And. Uh, Oh, what there is something else big that was announced, but I cannot recall, so we will skip past all of that. Worse, well, all right, we're gonna go right into the main of the real main event that's about to pop off. That Godzilla versus King Kong yeah, trailer. And I can't wait until March twenty sixth. We might have something a special event planned from the network. We have to talk it to some some of our other board members. Yeah, but as yeah. soon as we get this shit finalized, all the oh, captioners yeah. and escapees, we will definitely know. For all those that live in Colorado Springs, we, we got some brewing right now. But yes, if you have not seen that trailer, after you get done, listen to this episode, go watch it. But they answered a lot of my questions. That is a lot of things I had issues with going into the premise of the movie. A, how big will King Kong be compared to Godzilla? They have to be on the same height level. We see that. And how would Kong be able to handle Godzilla's atomic breath? I'm like, yo, that's a whole nuclear reactor being spit at you. They found a way to do that in this movie and make it work. 
And the thing that I will give props because the pure fact that after watching the trailer, only because I went back to watch Skull Island because I did confession, fall asleep during it. But I like Wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Did you just say you fell asleep? Yes, I fell asleep. Watching a movie? Oh, yeah. So, you know, my comment. <laughs> Who would have thought that would have happened? <laughs> but, um... They literally, that's the one thing I will give facts is if you re-go back and do your facts, HBO Max does not have the 2014 Godzilla, but it does have uh, God of Monsters and Skull Island. Yeah, and low-key, you don't need to watch the first Godzilla. Like, yeah, you know low-key don't need it to watch It wasn't really all that, and I literally forgot that um, Elizabeth Olsen was a star there with um, Aaron Johnson, who, who actually played Pietro, so it's like... Oh, they're in Asia Ultra playing brothers and sisters, but then in Gaza they playing husband and wife. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those things too. But um, they literally said in Skull Island that he was a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's and one of the It's just like even more it was like yo, even though that was in like technically the seventies, the seven, it was in the seventies, yeah. and when we saw him, we first saw him in the forties. Like if he. How big no, no, was, no, no, we didn't see him. In no, the we saw his head raised up in the 40s because that was the beginning cutscene was the... But we don't know. No, no, no. That was Akon. That was in the... Oh, no, because, no, the dudes are... If you go back, it, oh, uh, what you call it, the comedian dude said that Kong was Kong was, was, was the last of his people because that the lizard people killed... His yeah. family before also. All right. Well, if, if that's the, the case, it, it takes him. He was still. It will take him a while to grow that, up into maturity. Yeah, so that just lets you know, years, like, years. yeah. So if the, if that was the case in the forties, that was Baby Kong, and then we had like Teenage Kong in the seventies, and now we fast forward to twenty twenty, and we have this a is like yo, adult nigga, Kong. I'm low key trying to retire from the game, Kong. I'm like thirty five. I'm, I'm Aaron Rodgers right now. You want me to go against fucking Tom Brady and Godzilla? What the fuck am I supposed to do? And what's even? Well, look at my weapons. And what's even more great is it still shows how smart, just from the trailers alone, it shows like both these niggas know that they're intelligent and smart and how, who's the smarter creature. And also that plays into like the primate's abilities as is like monkeys create tools and Kong finds a tool to combat Godzilla. And from what I've seen from the trailer and listen to other people like when he put his hand on the rock, rock, it's like a video game moment, and it unlocks a secret uh, door, and he gets his new item, and the item is actually a stick, a slab of a tree with a piece of a Godzilla's uh, spike into it that allows Kong to absorb the radiation blast from Godzilla into that, so he can fight Godzilla with his same energy. Because if you pay attention to the trailer or watching it in slow-mo towards the end when Godzilla's blasting Kong, that axe or whatever absorbs all of that because what's attached to it is a Godzilla scale for, or, or a dorsal scale, I guess, if you're going to be technical. Okay. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. He's an eight. They create tools. He has to find a different way to beat Godzilla because, yeah, he got hands, but Godzilla got that tail and that breath. But he's an ape, and apes are smart. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this movie plays off without getting into other deep theories and shit like that. And what makes that little end scene even more better is the fact that it's a trope from, and it's two little tropes rolled into one from Skull Island. The fact that he uses another piece of pure nature as a weapon, mm, a all out of the tree. He did, he did. And if you recall, he when he came back for the comeback, he came with the drop down with the boulder. He comes down with the drop down with the, because that would, low key, if you relook at it, the axe handle part of the axe breaks down and he's hitting him with like the dorsal fin with yeah. pure hot hand behind it. He Which like, is oh, just like when he comes mother. down, double hand, two to one hand of that boulder rock to the skull, uh, cre- the skull right. creatures. And another big uh, news that just dropped today, HBO Max. Boy, I can't believe they're doing this. That they are going to make a Harry Potter TV series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a prequel. I don't know if it takes place before Fantastic Beasts. Between that and the original Harry Potter's a post. Are they going to follow the the, the freaking play? play and it be we just a movie joint? Do 
not know, but only thing we know in a year or two from HBO now. HBO Max got out. them Harry Potter rights, and they and all Harry Potter content will only be through HBO. And Max. I fuck with Potter movie wise, not the books. Like I'm gonna watch it, but at the same time, I'm not gonna be here. I'm like, oh, I want to be in the future. I want to be in the past. I just want it to be good. I just That's all I want. I just realized something. I have more black wizards. <laughs> I really just realized something. No Michael Jordans. HBO has all the rights to all the Lord of the Rings shit except for this TV series. Because that's it's going through, Amazon. through Amazon. And that's been the worst. You know how man. crazy I just realized that is? Because I would have I never thought that Amazon Oh. That's the one little crazy random streaming thing that I just randomly realized. Word. And uh, moving on from that, we're going to talk about some music real oh, quick. Let's um, get to this so, music. YWDCA 13, our official playlist for this month that you can follow on Spotify. Every time we put up a video, we always share the link to that. Um, and these are some of the songs that have been added to it um, Easy by Paleways. If you listen to the podcast, I recommend I put uh, another song by them before. Um, my religion. I kind of like. I really like this group. This is like one of my new favorite groups. I've been listening to their old stuff. They're chill. They got an indie vibe to them. The boy Wale dropped a new single called "Good Vibes," yep. and Wale always comes with the good vibes. I think he's really is one of the most underrated rappers of the newer uh, of his class. I think he could be way more. I really do feel like he's. I want to compare him to an Avenger right now, but. It's hard for me to place it, but I'll, if anything, I would say he's kind of like the Gambit. Like, he's a fan favorite, but in comic books, he doesn't get that appreciation. Because everything he touches blows up. Like, low-key, if you fuck with it, you don't. If you fuck with Lil Wale, and also, you understand why Wale is... He's one of the best low underrated lyricists, songwriters in this generation. And also, his... Relationship with love is very like rogue and gamut because he always wants to touch it, but it seems like when he does, it never goes. It's always the backfires right way. Yes, to, to him exactly. when it comes um, to the song. His good love songs, his ooh, that he drops. Then we have that op stopper. Ooh, boy. YBN, no more, no mere. And that boy, 21 Savage, pussy, pussy, 21, 21. Did you listen to that shit, bro? Oh, sir. That boy, 21. Like, out of his generation, 21. Savage is definitely my favorite rapper, and I didn't think I would never say that because I was like, "Oh, his flow's always the same." But then I was uh, Twenty One's grown Ooh. in the years. I thought Twenty One would, the way Twenty One has grown, I thought he that's what Young Thug would have been. But Young Thug has been staying in his own. I thought pocket. Young Thug was gonna be another Trinidad James. I thought he was gonna have that one hit. I'm a stoner, then he'll be around. But no. Nah, nah. I always thought his trajectory was completely different. I always thought Young Thug was gonna have the twenty one trajectory. He his sound was gonna always be different, but yet change up with also different times, but yet be the same. Sounds been the same, but with twenty one, twenty one has been the same, but yet showing you that I'm an evolved person with my bars as well. Word and that's what I thought twenty one was gonna be, but nope. I mean, Young Thug was going to be, but nope, 21's did that for me, and I'm so glad it was 21. Well, and um, Troubled Paradise by Slater. That's mm, a nice little yeah, dark pop song. Yeah, that is a nice little dark um, Ooh, Lifestyle by my arch nemesis, no, not <laughs> Bow Wow, my second. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo, a.k.a. the musical Pokemon, has a song with my boy Adam Levine of Moon 5, my favorite band of all time, and... It's a hit. Like, I can shit here and shit talk on Justin Derulo. Like, he's talented. Don't get me wrong. He make hits. I dance to most of his songs. And he has another one. Like, I don't even think Justin Derulo get the proper respect that he deserves. Because he's like, this generation's... He's like a Usher, Justin Bieber, like, hybrid. Like, he makes all those pop... No, no, I would say a Justin Timberlake, Usher hybrid. Like, he makes all those pop songs... But he also have the the blackness behind it. But at the same time, as a community, I don't feel we put our support behind it because it's poppy. Kind of like with Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I would I personally view the Black Eyed Peas as one of the most underrated hip hop groups of all time. But Jason oh. Derulo, he always he's just like Flo Rida. He always have a hit. 
you can never count Justin Derulo out. Every year, he has a fuck. That boy has talent. Oh, he did cats for a reason. He was like, yo, he did dude, cats, no, no, but no, no, yeah, no, he been, also said he regrets it. No, no, he but, had other pitches before him, but he yeah, turned them down. I think this is how it went. Like, yo, Justin Derulo, do cats. No, I'm cool. Idris Elba in it. Uh, oh. I don't That's how they got. I think it's Taylor just. Swift in it too. I think the All fact right. that he did catch was the fact that he knew it was a popular play and he thought he was going to get bigger pop. And they told him who else is attached. Because Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Sells. I really want to know what Idris other Elba. movies he had offers for before that he turned down because. He, he couldn't have any. No, he said he had like. No, no, he said, but I don't believe he had a lot. I, I think most of, I think technically most of his other offers were probably like straight to DVD joints. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing. But, but like, when he got hit with that cast, he knew it was going straight to theaters. It was like, yo, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, and cast was uh, a turd and it deserved to be in the litter box. Uh, I, and I'm, I was the one to say, like, I'm not going to judge somewhere I've seen it. I have not seen cats yet. Even though I can watch it free. I made this promise to all the captioners listening right now. I will watch cats by the time. The next episode of this shit comes out, and mm. I will give a mini cap. You know what? No, it's gonna be on the YouTube. It might be on my own personal YouTube, Kels for Show on YouTube. I will watch Cats, and I'm gonna talk about that whole just for you. Um, I know you probably didn't hear about this group, and and I forgot to recommend this from. Well, it was on. They dropped this thing on the 19th, but my new favorite J-pop group, Chai. They Chai dropped. And T. Huh? Like the T? Yeah. So they held C H A I. That's racist. They hey, they Japanese. That's the that's what they named their group. It's a girl group. But they dropped a song called Donuts Mind If I Do. Wait, 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 what? Donuts Mind If I Do. Donuts. Yeah. Like the donuts we eat. Yes. Donuts mind, <laughs> mind if, if I, I do. do. And part of the reason why they kinda got onto my group is my popularity is the pure fact. When you go to the Spotify description, they literally say, when you think of all things pink, uh, a round of fuses, uh, the likings of Basement Jacks, Gorillas, CSS, and the Tom Tom Club, with lyrics focused on woman empowerment and the redefining of the de- definition, Kiwi, for y'all that don't know in the Japanese term, Kiwi means cute. And also from... Or cute in Japanese. If you're from the... Um, <laughs> you think of chai. New Zealand, that might be a slur to you as well. Because I think they don't like me calling Kiwis, but it's like weird because I'm black. So like, yeah, I, we could call each other that. But if you from not from New Zealand, you call me a Kiwi, we might have fights. But that's neither here nor there. But, but yeah, they... Also, Kiwi is another term for pussy. But yeah, this... Thank you, Maroon 5. This, this J-pop group is out here, out here. And I like it. Word. And then another song, um, Dance Alone by Boy in Space. Oh, Boy in Space drops some new shit. Yeah, I mean, and Lost in Translation by Emma Negrati. Um, Shades On by Arissa. Wildin' by Ashley Olsen. And Someone Else by Deb Never. Also, Sad About Me by Chloe Tang. I'm So Sad by Colorado's Own. 303? 303? They low-key about to drop an album soon because they had a Christmas song come out. They have this single. And be on the watch for them. Like, their music hasn't... Never changed, but yet... That much, but it's still a In that good pocket, adult. if you was from that era, you know what you getting when and you also, listen to a 303. from a group I love... What group is And that? ever since Daniel made this critique about him, I was like, yo. <laughs> Weezer has a new single. It's called All My Favorite Songs. And Daniel told me, I'm not going to call him verbatim, but he basically said, I wish they would stop making sad white boy high school music. Is that correct, Daniel? That's about right, yeah. And guess what this song is? Sad white, white boy, boy high school <laughs> music. <laughs> like, yo, you got to be 89. <laughs> he's sitting there like, all my favorite songs remind me of you. And this oh. is what I do. Be do, 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 do. <laughs> and it's Weezer, but I was like, damn, like, a lot of this shit is like, yo. But at the same time, I'm a grown man and I relate to this shit because I'm like, yo, girl, what's up? <laughs> oh, not much. Word. How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? Oh, that's cool. 
you know it could be cooler, right? Also, <laughs> cooler if I was in your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, I'm just a joke, but. You know, that's why oh, I am. Yeah, oh, you're not a joke. Yeah, I know, but I'm a joke to everybody. But it's cool, though, girl. Oh, you're so silly. Well, have a good night. I'm going to go talk to my boyfriend. I'm like, Yo, yeah, did you read my text messages? No, yeah. nigga. <laughs> I live the lives of the lonely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. all, right, all right, go say, quote some more Kid Cudi uh, <laughs> tracks that you don't know of. Nigga, I didn't know that was some key yeah, cutter shit. Like, I live my life the only way I know how. <laughs> not knowing. The track of the song is The Life of the Sad and Lonely. <laughs> and that's one of the things, too. It's like, nobody knows how this shit works. Because once you leave, you don't get to come back and be like, yo, all right, so, uh, you know that whole Jesus shit? You know that afterlife? Flip it. You know, all that other bullshit they told you about doing all that. It don't matter. Because we get a, it's another level. We ain't going to talk about uh, that Slick. Uh, we ain't going to talk about that uh, New Love by Slick City, Slick City featuring Ellie Golden. I didn't like that song. Oh, you didn't like it? I, 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 I kind of liked it. No, I didn't like it. I heard it. Um, like, um, Ty Dolla Sign did have a new one from Tieso's latest album. Like, it's on the playlist, but I just didn't want to. Uh, mention that shit, but then it, low key, I think I'm still might have put that Ellie Golden on there. It's just like there's a lot of music that came out. Thank God, but at the same time, it's like I didn't know how much time I was going to have to talk about that. But yo, yeah, that's what's that's and what's, yo, and that's what's been popping, popping, popping. And now we about to get to get into yo, we geeking out, we geeking, we geeking, we geeking, geeking. geeking. And today we gonna be geeking out about the Disney Channel movie classic, <laughs> classic, classical. Lemonade Mouth starring Bridget Mandler, aka Olivia in the film, and also Naomi Scott, who went on to become. Not only Kimberly Hart, aka the Pink Power Ranger in the Power Ranger reboot, but also Disney's Aladdin reboot, live action version, starring the none other than the Fresh Prince himself, Will Will Smith. So technically, this was her second or maybe third Disney movie that she did. But yet, this was her first Disney Channel movie to go on and then do a Disney big screen movie. Yes, which is actually kind of rare. And what's rare, rare about that, Ross? Because it's the rare thing about that is not many people that did Disney Channel content always went and did the Disney Channel big movies unless like oh I got what you're saying they had those faith in them like literally the only literally before her the only people that did that full transition was technically everybody from High School Musical. I would also low key. Oh, you mean outside of Disney? Product. Yeah, they did. They right, did, did. No, no, not outside Disney product because literally, Aladdin was Disney. So I'm saying they started on the Disney Channel and then, but yet, progressed to being on a Disney big screen movie. Okay, well, with that being said, there's not too many Disney big screen movies that would allow that. But like for somebody mm-hmm. else prior to her, I would say Hilary Duff because she also did the Lizzie McGuire movie that went. To theaters as well. Yeah, so like, her, I'm just saying, like, yeah, besides, yeah, like, the big, big names, like, Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, that they knew that they could well, put the money in to make those movies. Like, she was the first one, like, she wasn't technically the big star of Lemonade Mouth like that, like that. Yeah, that's but what yeah, I'm she yeah. got big enough in her acting career that, and they, that Disney had enough faith in her that they said, here, we trust you enough to play this main role. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say it was because she got big enough in her career. I would just say because they've already had faith and know how her. Not even that. I would say like you can act. You're brown. Here you go. We dealt with you before. We know you could also sing. So and we know that this movie is also a musical. So boom, bam, boom, Uh, boom, bam. Lizzie, um, um, Lizzie Lohan with her before loaded. She was already the Lohans. Hillary Duff was already. The Hills. Zach so like and Efron and all them from High School Musical oh, already whole, yeah. built that fan base. And that was, High and School Mo- Musical is a totally different base. And low-key, that's what I'm kind of going with is like yeah. that, that that the fans from like the Lemonade Mouth that know her, know her and knew her music and all that, they kind of, they knew that they, like, oh, we know 
people like this lemonade math. We know that Naomi's of Muslim descent. Lemonade. Uh, we're trying to also follow the whole wave of not being, not just hiring a white chick to play Jasmine. Let's hire an actual person. This chick also can sing. Boom, bam, boom. We can right. also bring back people from 2011 that already know about her singing skills and their acting to come bring their kids. Because and that's why I put my story like it wasn't the fact that she was limited mouth. Because like when we were watching this shit today and Michelle was there, like if Michelle didn't oh, that shit out. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying she was like, oh, that's a, that. She looks like the chick that plays Jasmine. It's like, no, that is her because she was in Lemonade Mail first. Most people recently, if they know her for something, it would be the Power Rangers because that was more big. big. Lemonade and plus Lemonade Mouth came out in 2011. Power Rangers came out about 2016. Oh shit, 2016. that was for you. Yeah, so it's like yeah. So most people, if you're not in that world, oh the Disney would be yeah, yeah would be on the way. That's why that. when we watch Power Rangers, like oh. I forgot that she was Lemonade mm. Mouth. I'm like, yo, where else she reading? I'm like, Lemonade. I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. But anyway, so basically, Lemonade Mouth is low key Breakfast Club meets California Dreams. If you don't know what the California Dreams is, it was low key a band version of Saved by the Bell that came on NBC. But it was about a group of kids from different circles that got detention. And they all had musical skills. And then they became a band. But they became more than a band. They became a fam. A fam. A familiar. But also, too, I will have to say, it doesn't just also start those two. One of another big star from the Disney Channel lane was Adam Hicks. Because this was his first technical big movie after for some of the... For, for the big boys that watch Disney XD to be alternative because Disney at that current time moment was mostly for the females, so that's why Disney XD was created. He played Luther in Zeke and Luther, which was technically the 2000s generation, the two the late 2000s generation for skateboarders because... Wait, who did he play in Lemonade Mouth? He was when. One from Lemonade Mouth was also from... Yeah, Disney I didn't fuck Channel. with Zeke and Luther. That's why yeah. I asked. Like, all right, word. Yeah, yeah he was... Because I know what he looked familiar. I knew he, he was, was from Zeke and Luther. Right. And, and for those that don't know, Zeke and Luther was about a black kid named Zeke and a white kid named Luther trying to On be Disney famous... SD. Trying to be famous skateboarders. Because Disney SD was like their boy... <laughs> they was their boy... Yeah, their boy branch of show. the Disney Channel. Yeah. So literally, if you were a friend of Garvey Falls, you was watching Disney SD because that... It had more adult crew humor on it. Word. That's what's up. And yeah. <clears throat> and one of the things about this movie, like most Disney Channel movies, they follow certain tropes. So, you know, it's very formulaic. So, you know, it's going to go a certain way. But at the same time, you still can enjoy it. Because I was re-watching it today. I'm like, yo, it works. It's like, honestly, it's up in my top three favorite Disney Channel movies of all time. And for some people in our age demographic, we stop. You may have stopped fucking with Disney movies when you stop being like a teen. But me and other people that are grown as adults, like, nah, we know what we like. We know what it is. And we just like watch some cheesy, some cute, some fluffy just to make the time go by. And this is definitely one of the best ones. Pound for pound. And also for pure fact, it wasn't just like, oh, it's a quick Disney joint. It also had a nice little theme about it because even though it's always been a generational thing from the 2000s to save the musical arts, like, yeah, like the mid-2000s, even though it's still kind of weird to say the mid-2000s, but like the 2008s to... The 2006 through 2015s, maybe, it was a whole focus on the study of the arts. And this came in that time period where this movie really was more focused on the study of the arts and music, but yet how friendship could grow from music and all of that. And, and yes, yeah, it was very. As familiar. well as you could grow from a person from your love of passion of music. And, and yeah, it's one of those very familiar plot points where it's like, Oh, the arts programs, the drama club, the music club, they're being 
shut down because they can't get funding because it's going into sports and everyone wants to see the football team. They need the stadium. The basketball team need a new gymnasium. But what about the art club and this and the third? Like, the band needs to play for the sports scene. So it's like that element to it and also it really does focus a lot on um, the character of Stella, which low-key looks like the homegirl Les. Shout out to Les aka Rice Cake. And I just realized too, like they because in the movie, they go to Mesa, and Leslie also went to Mesa Ridge High School here. So it's like one of those things. And also, they both like Asian. I was like, yo, there's mad layers. But um, Stella was a rebel. She was like, yo, fuck authority. Like, I'm going to wear my shirt that says down with this, up with that. You can't tell me what to do. I can be a person. Why let the man tell you to sit down when you can stand up? Because your last word. And people are like, uh, you're a new girl. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things, too, about these type of movies. Like, as soon, mm. soon as a kid comes into school, gets off the bus, they're like, oh, you're new. And it's like, not just only the fact that she was a new girl. She's also the odd one out of her family because her little brothers are geniuses. Her dad's a, working on a cure for cancer. Her mom is a... Scientific genius. Yeah, they're all like, quote-unquote intellectuals. And all she wants to do is be... She's smart, but she wants to be different because she wants, She knows that... She knows not, music. Like, music is her passion. Her she passion, and she doesn't... Yeah. That actually changes the world. And Loki is a la Kim Possible because her brothers were geniuses. Her mom was like, what, a doctor? Her dad yeah. was a scientist. But Kim... Was also smart, but she was an adventurer. She was a crime stopper. She didn't have a band. So there are those overlaps from her character. Now that I'm thinking about Dan, damn, yeah, she was low key like Ken's possible without the spy abilities. abilities. And he had the character of Charlie, who was a Hispanic. Another thing, too, about this movie, it was diverse before diversity was quote unquote being pushed upon us. Like some people don't realize there are mad different people in the world. So Charlie was a Hispanic drummer. Who didn't want to play soccer, but his parents was forcing him to do it because his older brother was a soccer star. He, he was, was a, a perfect, soccer star he was a perfect, at that school, yeah, he was so the that perf- got him a scholarship yeah. because of his perfect score to Yeah, he was the perfect son and things of that nature. He was like, yo, I like drumming. I like doing my thing. And then him being pressured to soccer. soccer Not even just soccer, just, just made to him- have the same academic attributes well, well, as her brother. Because well, yeah, that they- too, that goes into him being... Perfect. Like you got to do what your brother did. You got to have the grades that your brother did. You have to be him. When he was like, I can't be him. I'm just trying to figure out who I am. That's what I'm trying to be. And I like these drum things. And that uh, falls into his character. And then you have Wendell, who has like, to me personally, the weakest like reason to be upset. But at the same time, I get it because he's a teenager, and literally, it's on. And I don't even know. They didn't make it sound. I, to be honest, they never specify how long his mom left the family, but it's long. It's been a. It's been enough time that the dad has moved on, found somebody new, and he does not like his the fact that his dad moved on, even though his mom clearly has moved on. We to to the fact that we don't even know she lives in that state because he's never spent time with her in this movie. It's always just been with his dad. Yeah, that's one of the things too. It's like whether she left before the movie started or she left years ago. Wendell, as a character, still is um, grieving over the fact he's still having to cope with the fact that his mom's not there and his dad is a grown ass adult and he realizes my life goes on. And the thing too about that, his dad starts dating a girl that's like twenty eight that's going to community college. And Wendell makes a joke about that. And his dad's like, yo, she's 28. I'm like, yo, I'm way past 28. Now, re-watching this movie, of course, when I first watched it, I was like, maybe my early 20s. And I'm like, yo, I'm with your dad. Like, <coughs> I love you, son, but my dick still work. I got to love you. Me and your mom split for some for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, I have to go on. And the stepmom wasn't a bitch. It was not like... She came in the scene trying to fuck it up. No, she she just came in the scene trying to be a someone that loved her dad, loved his dad, and loved everything about his dad. Thusly, loving Wendell and wanting to be around. Not 
want to be around Wendell, but just was supportive for things yeah, around Wendell. Yeah, it's a family. Like, she's 28, he's like 16, maybe, let's give it a take. They, yeah, they're 16 because they ain't driving. Maybe 15 tops because none of them is driving. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, I get it. Like, your mom was here. She She's no longer in the her family dad, in the picture. Her you, and your dad split. She's not there. He has you. That's another thing too. He has custody of you. So why didn't your mama want you? And we don't even know what the deal mm-hmm. is with the sister and how old the sister is because she's never made a sister. I'll give the sister a good five at max because she was a little girl they don't talk about, so it was no need to talk about her. So that shared probably shared custodies, if that. Yeah, well, well, once again, that's joint custody, custody, but at the same time. But you no, 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 it's not even joint custody because he didn't. You, you just said he hasn't seen his mom in X, Y, Z time. So it can't be joint. So your mom took it upon herself to remove herself from all of the situation. So you're mad at your dad, but the person you really need to be talking about is your, is your mom. And that goes into and the, the whole story. And what makes it even more great is the pure fact that his dad's like, yo, I'm allowing you to get this coat, but my my G, I can't keep I can't be the same way as you is. I can't be mad at the fact that your mom is gone. I need to move on with my life. And this person is making me happy. It's, I, I know you. it's going to be hard for you to accept it, but you got to accept this, G. I ain't changing nothing else. So. Word. And then you have um, Mo's character played by no, not Naomi. Naomi Scott, who is a young Indian girl who's in love with or and also dates the lead singer and guitarist. No, of, not lead singer, just the lead guitarist. No, he do vocals too. Well, he does vocals, but Ray's lead, lead vocals. All right, so he's the lead guitarist, and he does backup vocals for the band uh, Mudslide Crush. And she's just trying to be a young girl in high school, dress cute, have a As boyfriend. As an American Muslim. And, and just being living the American dream. But then her parents, well, her mostly dad. her dad... Has this idea of what that life should be and what she should do for herself, and she's she is trying to adjust to not being able to live up to those standards. Figuring out how to um, grapple that situation. She she it's a it's the usual Muslim. I, I hate to say it, but it's the usual Muslim American trope. Well, I wouldn't necessarily generations like I wouldn't even say necessarily Muslim. We see that it's classism too. It's like you have is, the just like the immigrant, the the child of an immigrant. You could you could say that about American um, teenage bounty hunters. You could say that about a lot of shit, even in Atlanta or ATL. Like when you come from a certain pedigree, they want you to do certain things. Their way. It has that, yes, it does have that Muslim aesthetic, but you can relate that to other people because I know people that are not Muslim, even with the Asian community. It's like you have to be here. Yeah, that's why I'm, yeah, because that's why I'm rephrasing it to the immigrant. Trip. Or even even with black. No, we this type of black. We ain't trying to be that type of black because we need to be here. So I did this. I came here like so are. you can do this X, Y, and Z. But then it also could go to some people like, yo, we come from this money. We go to these schools. You to be like this because like I was talking to Michelle, I've never had that overbearing expectation of you have to live your life a certain way. I was just brought up to be like, be a good person, live your life, be who you are. And I just feel a certain way for people that didn't have that when people are trying to put this pressure on you to be quote unquote perfect because perfection is not perfection. We learned that from the Matrix. Because even the robots are like, yo, it's hard to try to make human beings view something as perfection when everybody has a different idea of what that's like. So your paradise when you die might be like, um, they do that. Blue Lagoon, but my paradise about like, yo, Vegas all there, earth. Blue Lagoon, the anime or the TV show? Now I'm talking about the movie when they was fucking Brooke Shields when they was fucking on the beach because they realized there was kids on the island, but also my so dick works. <laughs> That's how my dick works. It works. And, uh, oh, snap. But yet, not only just this, well, technically it was just only these students, but yet there was also the great villain, Ray. Well, technically, he's not really the real. I guess. Villain. I guess it was, would I would say there would be sub, two villains. He's a sub villain. Ray, Ray and, and the, the principal. principal. Well, not even a principal. Was he vice principal? No, he was the principal. 
But yeah, Ray, aka the lead singer of Mudslide, but he's technically the subplot villain. The real villain will be. He was a dickish asshole. Yeah, the that real all high school movies have. Yeah, he he's the. Oh shit! He was the big guy on campus because he was on the soccer team because Mudslide crew was was on the soccer team, and he was the. Lead singer on Mudslide. And so, literally, he had all that popularity on him. But Chet, the principal, who technically took all the sponsorships and got all the sponsorship deals for the school to improve the school via the sport, basically sending all the non-essential, basically the other versions of the arts to the Relegant basement, but I will say they treated them like Morlocks. But I will say this school was rich enough that these kids had elevators to get to teleport through school to school halls, which is still surprising because I wish I had a school to use an elevator just to go one floor or two floors up or down. But that's none less to say here or there. But, yes, uh, the AV Club, Newspaper, Ballerina, the Single Man Chess Club, all of the intelligent art things that could also bring revenue to the school was all relegated downstairs, as well as the teacher's class, Tanisha Campbell, Miss Raynick, I want to say her name was. I can't remember her name. She got relegated to sending the music classroom downstairs and not just any in no in like a nice elegant place downstairs. Her classroom was I would have was literally underneath the water pipes of the school so there was a leakage so there's a bot there's a cup to catch the water dropping whenever the pipes were running you could you hear the rumbling of the pipes above their class, her class. And not only just that, her classroom was ran in... The music classroom was ran in the detention room because it had the detention label on it. Not music, detention. So that's how much this principal gave a care about the arts. Word. And with that being said, we're going to bring this session to an end with... A couple of questions. No, just one question. Favorite song in the movie? Favorite song in the movie will be... You know it is, somebody. No, I like low-key that it. Why? Because you want that to be... No, no, no. I I can't want nothing to be... I don't own the song. Like, that's my favorite one, too. Like, yeah, I just had to ask the question. What about you, sir? You going to determine No, I literally just said that's my favorite song, too. Oh, word. Uh... What an other favorite question. Favorite musical scene. Favorite musical scene from the film has to be uh, She's So Gone when they perform at the pizza shop. Like, Bruh, that yeah. shit slapped. <laughs> I ain't know she's gonna. Like, that movie turned like it was being cliche, but then all oh, they got serious just before they come by the end. And they didn't have no final end song, like bid for now, finale, here we're going out type deal. Like, no. The people did it. And guys, we will tell you, one of the greatest things I will give Lemonade Mouth is the greatest plot, the narrative plot twist that they give to you, So, I, which you have to watch to catch because it makes the movie that much a little bit better. As well as I would also like to recommend the pure fact of a reason why to watch this movie is it shows that It's such a good thing because it has everybody's group's character story arc written so well to a fine point of... You can see this in almost any... One of your friends, you can see this happening as one of them and are being one of them. Or you've had that situation happen to you. Like having a girl ask you, do guys do this? And then you just sit there and be like, yo... You're literally, no, I'm a dude, this, that, and the third, but yet you're calling me not a guy's guy, or this, that, and the third, and you're questioning your dude's motive. Okay, you don't want to fuck me in low-key, you think I'm a bitch. It's not even just that. It's just like, 
You're coming to ask me. You're coming to ask <laughs> me questions about your boyfriend, thinking that we might have the same mindset. But you got to realize, I don't. So why are you questioning me? This I wouldn't treat you like this. But yet, you're questioning me on why dudes treating you like this. Word, and there's multiple layers of this movie, but that's gonna bring this part on the show. Yo, we geeking out to we end, geeking. and before we get out. We're going to hit you with, yo, check it out. So, it Roscoe, out. what would you recommend for people to check out if they're a fan of Lemonade Mouth? If you're a fan of Lemonade Mouth, you probably already checked this movie out. But I would recommend just because, not music song scenes, but just because story-wise, it's one of my other favorite Disney Channel joints, but I will say Camp Rock 2. Mm. I had... In my original notes, I had, I literally had Cat Rock 2 in there. But for me, you should definitely check out a series that's on Netflix. That's a Nickelodeon produced TV series as none other than oh, Victorious. You don't have to be the main attraction. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm just saying, yo. Before uh, Aria Grande was Aria Grande, she was Cat on this series. Victoria Justice in it. Is about a group of kids that go to a musical uh, or a performance, a performance art, school. art school, and each episode there's songs, there's music, Antics, there's all the shit greatness. that you will love. If character you're a fan. slow character development. Yeah, and if you're a fan of Lemonade Mouth because of the music and the character development, you will you also will love, love this. Also, the girl Jay Lizzie Grice. It's also on motherfucking Dynasty on CW, so definitely check that out. And with that being said, this episode of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captions is at is coming to an end. So I just want to thank all the captions out there for listening Catch to this you. episode and Catch all the previous you. episodes. You can always find us on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Follow us on... You can always follow us on Spotify, follow us on Facebook, and follow us on YouTube under The Escaping Network's YouTube channel. And as always, I'm yours truly, Kels for Show. And remember, be one or be nothing. And I'm yours truly, Roscoe Tinkoya. Live life and be misunknown, y'all. Take care of yourselves and love. Peace and happy grease.